How infinitesimally small it is. How incomprehensibly large it is. Everyone participates in one or both. It has been said that all the DNA of every individual human on the earth could fit into one aspirin tablet. God flips it in the air and puts it in his pocket. All the DNA of every individual species ever created could fit into one aspirin tablet. God flips it in the air and puts it in his pocket. All the data accessibly by Google and Facebook, the digital knowledge of the world, could fit into one gram of DNA. God flips it in the air and puts it in his pocket. All of creation, the earth, its sun, moon, and universe will soon be folded up like a vesture, like a garment, but for this example, like a hanky, and God will fold it up and put it in his pocket. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 10 through 12. And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thine hands. They shall perish, but thou remainest, and they shall all wax old as doth a garment, and as a vesture shalt thou fold them up, and they shall be changed, but thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. Isaiah 66, 1, Thus saith the Lord, The heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that ye build unto me, and where is the place of my rest? When mankind begins to feel full of himself, an attitude adjustment is in order, really in order. Conversely, consider how incomprehensibly large this is. The born again, those born a very real second time, this time of the Spirit of God, enter into the marvelous promise given us by our Lord Jesus Christ, John chapter 17, 18 through 23. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also, which shall believe on me through their word, that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. The entire earth and its universe was created in six literal 24-hour days, just over 6,000 years ago, and God is about to put the entirety of it in his pocket. But the born-again, through God's glorious process of Holy Ghost reconciliation, will become one with the Father through Jesus Christ, His only begotten Son. That supernatural transformation will last for all eternity, and eternity never ends. That's big, incomprehensibly big. Have you been born again? Will today be your day of redemption? God is knocking at your door. Repent of your sins and believe upon the saving blood of Jesus Christ and find the peace that passes all understanding. Today all your history of sin and its shame will be erased without a trace. Today all of Satan's bondages, no matter how binding, will be broken and vanquished. Don't linger. Your time is at hand. 
In just a few minutes, everything changes if you follow me in this simple prompt. Are you ready? Click on to Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. God said, Job 12, verse 11, Doth not the ear try words, and the mouth taste his meat? God said, Hosea, chapter 14, verses 1 and 2, O Israel, return unto the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen by thine iniquity. Take with you words, and turn to the Lord. Say unto him, Take away all iniquity, and receive us graciously, so will we render the calves of our lips. Man said, I feel so illuminated. If I have any questions, I'll ask my phone. I'm tapped into the wisdom of the world. God is no longer relevant in my enlightened state. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 969, that will once again certify the full inerrancy of God's holy Bible. All of these power-packed features are archived here in text and streaming audio for the edification of the blood and as weaponry to be employed in the battle for the lost souls of the sons and daughters of Adam. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Take advantage of four highly beneficial God Said, Man Said features. One, you have questions? God has answers. Whatever your question, type a keyword into the search bar top right and watch the screen populate with related information from Adam and Eve to quantum physics. 2. Use the tell a friend feature above to send a message to someone you love. It is so quick and easy. 3. Imagine you can download nearly 400 hours of God Said, Man Said features to your electronic device. Listen to one every day. Number four, sign up for the God Said, Man Said weekly broadcast and fresh bread will be delivered to you, God willing, every Thursday eve. Thank you for coming today. May God's face and his goodness shine upon you and your home. Everything you'll ever need to know during your earthly journey is found between the covers of God's beautiful book. We are instructed to study with our ears bowed down. Don't Feed the Devils was the theme of a sermon Brother Asa preached shortly before passing over to the magnificent other side. Don't feed the devils. It is similar to the idea of not feeding a stray cat, because if you do, it will become your new cat and reside with you as long as you feed it. But what do devils eat? Man is made up of spirit, soul, and the body with all its knowing parts, and they all eat. The body eats bread, but the spirit and soul eat words. Everything is made out of words, God's words, visible and invisible. The devil and his fallen angels are spirits. They eat words and will hang around your house if you feed them. Don't feed the devils. 
Job chapter 34, verse 3, For the ear trieth words, as the mouth tasteth meat. Jesus resists the devil in Matthew 4, 4, But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Revelation 19.13 speaks of Jesus Christ and says, And his name is called the Word of God. John 6, 15, uh, chapter 6, excuse me, verse 51, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. God is the Spirit, and he says in Hosea 14, 1 and 2, O Israel, return unto the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen by thine iniquity. Take with you words, and turn to the Lord. Say unto him, Take away all iniquity, and receive us graciously, so will we render the calves of our lips. Rendering the calves of our lips is in reference to a sacrifice, as believers, we are called upon to be a living sacrifice, and we offer unto God words of repentance, faith, praise, and service. Our sacrifice unto God is words. Words are spiritual, not physical, but they dictate to the realm of the physical. Our decision will be which words will feed our spirit soul man. Remember, don't feed the devils. When one feeds devil spirits, those devil spirits are gratified. The results of feeding devils are always deadly, for Satan's M.O. is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. John 10, verse 10. Devils rejoice in the bondages they cause. Good angels are spirits, and they rejoice when the soul is saved. But Satan's evil angels howl like coyotes. Fear is a spirit. It has lips, hands, teeth, and feet. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Fear bears the deadly fruit of anxiety, stress, sickness, and death, and the spirit of fear is fed with words. Regarding fear and the stress it causes, consider the following paragraphs from the God Said, Man Said feature, Immortality Keeps on Knocking, Part 2. According to Dr. Jordan S. Rubin in his book, The Maker's Diet, sudden stress is the most common trigger for fatal heart attacks. You cannot afford fear and stress. The results are deadly. The Word of God spends considerable time teaching its adherents the supernatural power of shifting fear and stress and even easily handling sudden fear. Modern science is just beginning to understand the truly debilitating workings of fear and stress. Techniques for relief are fully and repetitively recorded in the Holy Bible and are just recently beginning to be understood. How could these ancient writers have known, thousands of years ago, the intricacies of psychology's latest discoveries? The answer is, of course, that the words of the Bible are the words of God, the Creator, who fully understands the makeup of man. Stress participates in a myriad of physical as well as psychological disorders. Consider the following. March 22, 2004, WebMD. Anger, frustration, and other mental stress can trigger abnormal heart rhythms that may lead to sudden death, new research shows. 
September 24, 2003, WebMD. As if life isn't stressful enough, Swedish researchers say that being under stress may double a woman's risk of developing breast cancer. In the book Deadly Emotions, Dr. Don Colbert, M.D., writes, according to the American Institute of Stress, between 75 and 90 percent of all visits to primary care physicians results from stress-related disorders, end of quote. Dr. Colbert also reports that 2.4 million adults in the United States are affected by panic attacks. I assure you that the numbers are skyrocketing during these tumultuous times. Stress is a killer, and God's plan for shifting stress is truly life and life more abundantly. Coming unto God in prayer and mixing the Word of God with faith yields phenomenal results. Concerning prayer, a subhead in a March 2006 article in magazine called First reads, The silent dialogue proven to reduce stress hormone levels by 40% and melt away 36% more body fat. The following is an excerpt from that article. To understand the mechanism behind the miracle, we turn to world-renowned expert Harry G. Koning, M.D., of Duke University and co-author of The Healing Power of Prayer. He says this, An ongoing dialogue with the higher power calms the amygdala, the brain's stress serenity command center, he explains. It also increases activity of the brain's soothing alpha waves. These, uh, this prevents the adrenal glands from releasing a flood of harmful cortisol. In fact, a study from the Shimane Institute of Health Science in Japan found that this type of calming activity reduced cortisol by up to an astounding 40%. That can translate into major weight loss, maintains Sean Talbot, Ph.D., author of The Cortisol Connection. In my research, those who reduced cortisol by 20%, lost nine times more weight, including 18% more body fat and 9% more belly fat, end of quote. When individuals feed complaining and angry spirits, the results are always bad. A headline of, the, of a feature article on WebMD cited new findings from research conducted by Johns Hopkins University, and it read, Irritability, griping, and anger hasten heart disease. The following paragraphs are from that article. Although previous studies have pointed to a link between anger and heart disease later in life, researchers say it's the first time anger has been shown to affect the risk of heart problems before age 55. In fact, men who said they expressed uh, or concealed their anger became irritable or engaged in gripe sessions were five times more likely to have an early heart attack than their calmer counterparts. In this study, hot tempers predicted disease long before traditional risk factors like diabetes and hypertension became apparent, says study author Patricia P. Chang, M.D., a cardiology fellow at Johns Hopkins University in a news release. Her study appeared in today's issue of the Archives of Internal Medicine. Irritable, complaining, griping, angry individuals are 500% more likely to have an early heart attack. Be careful what you speak, because you will eat the fruit from your lips. Spirits are being fed. When faith is absent, the spirit of fear resides. This world's population is laden with phobias because of the spirit of fear. 
The great news is that there is a very real and powerful solution. Stress and fears are doors, enormous doors, through which Satan finds easy access and a place to dine. In order to enjoy great and glorious success, these doors must be slammed shut with authority, and the secret of that authority is found in the Holy Bible. Childlike faith slams those doors shut and yanks the dinner plate right out from under the devil's nose. Faith in God's Word is our solution. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Spirits eat words, and when the wrong words are offered up, real things happen, even the transformation of the brain. The results are absolutely staggering. Statistics have been cited on God Said, Man Said that tell of the staggering number of global citizens who suffer from mental illness. 38% of Europe has been diagnosed as mentally ill, and the U.S. can't be far behind. God has offered word therapy as the solution. Multiple features posted on this site address the reality that, as the Bible declares, all things are literally made out of words from the electronic device by which you are accessing this information to your eyes, ears, and brain that are comprehending this message, and yes, even down to your DNA, the building instructions of life that delivers its messages in a four-letter alphabet structured as words, sentences, paragraphs, chapters, and volumes. Words. Everything is made out of words. Psalms 33, verse 6, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. Hebrews 11, 3, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Harnessing the power of God's creative words heals the mind and the body and empowers one to set a course for life, life more abundantly, even unto eternal life. In the November 2013 issue of Discover Magazine, a six-page feature was published under the heading of In Defense of Free Will, with the subhead, A Treatment for Obsessive-Compulsive Disorder Suggests We Can Use the Power of Our Thoughts to Rewire Our Brains and Direct Our Fate. Several paragraphs follow. Dr. Jeffrey Schwartz got a phone call at 3 p.m., a script before 5 p.m., and the next afternoon he was there sitting with Leonardo DiCaprio, exploring the intricacies of one of the most debilitating mental illnesses in medicine. DiCaprio was uh, tackling the role of Howard Hughes in The Aviator, a part requiring him to act as Hughes did, from genius billionaire to shaggy recluse, caught in the grip of obsessive-compulsive disorder. Schwartz's books, Brain Lock and the Mind and the Brain, had established him as one of the world's foremost authorities on the underlying mechanisms and treatment of obsessive-compulsive disorder, a condition that plagues sufferers with unreasonable thoughts and fears, which in turn compel repetitive behavior. DiCaprio left the aviator, with an Oscar-nominated performance and perhaps a mild case of the disease. It reportedly took him about a year to get back to normal. And today, 
His willful descent into the illness and subsequent recovery represents one of the most dramatic public examples in our popular culture of neuroplasticity, the ability of the brain to change in shape, function, configuration, or size. But Schwartz says, mainstream science has yet to come to grips with an experience like the Caprio's based on what Schwartz, call, Schwartz calls self-directed neuroplasticity, the ability to rewire your brain with your thoughts. This kind of power doesn't only rescue his patients, he says, it rescues free will. In these earliest days, uh, Schwartz didn't really know where he was going, only his starting point. And what he asked of his clients was truly dramatic. He asked them to recognize an OCD-related thought as soon as possible and relabel it as unreal, merely a symptom of their OCD without giving in to it. The group responded enthusiastically, but things took off after an older woman in the group, Dottie, suddenly exclaimed, It's not me. It's my OCD. End of quote. Spirit creates physical results. God is a spirit, and he created all that is visible with his spoken word. Spirit precedes physical. Thoughts, silent words, are not physical, but spiritual entities. All mental illness has some form of direct or indirect negative spiritual input, and the solution to these issues is Jesus Christ alone. Remember, don't feed the devils. The big news in the field of neuroscience is that the brain is plastic. It changes from over time, and words and experiences are central to this process. Thousands of years before neuroscience was even conceived, God declares this principle over and over again in His Word. Example, Romans 12, 2, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The godly renewing of the mind, making new the mind, actually transforms your entire being, mind, heart, body, soul, and spirit. This process through a very dramatic life-changing experience is what Jesus Christ calls born again. The words of God renew the mind, and we are transformed. Webster's 1828 American Dictionary of the English Language defines transform, to change the form of, to metamorphose. Metamorphose is defined to change into a different form. Again, Webster defines it in theology as follows, change the natural disposition and temper of a man from a state of enmity, war to God and his law, into the image of God or into a disposition and temper conformed to the will of God. End of quote. The call to put on the mind of Christ, to put on his words, is the call to be transformed into the likeness of God. God changes our entire being with words, His. So neuroscience now understands that the brain can be transformed. The Word of God, the foundation of all that is true, proclaimed this revelation thousands of years ago. End of quote. The spirit of fear is deadly indeed. Joseph Hallinan, an author, a Pulitzer Prize winner, former writer for the Wall Street Journal, and also a former Neiman Fellow at Harvard University, weighs in on the nocebo effect in his book, Kidding Ourselves, with the subhead, The Hidden Power of Self-Deception. He discusses some of the terrible side effects when one is diagnosed with cancer. He writes, 
Maybe one day we walk into our doctor's office feeling more or less fine and walk out with the news we all dread. Under such circumstances, people have been known to simply drop dead of a heart attack. These reports are not mere folklore, but fact. Editor, somebody was feeding the devils. The researchers found that the risk of death from heart attack and stroke soared immediately after a cancer diagnosis and was more than five times higher than in people without cancer. The risk was greatest the week following a cancer diagnosis and decreased over time. But even a year after diagnosis, it remained three times higher compared to those without cancer. Moreover, the likelihood of a heart attack or stroke increased with the severity of the cancer diagnosis. The darker their future looked, the greater the risk of cardiac death. The increased risk of death they found wasn't the same for everyone. Younger people, for instance, were at a greater risk than older patients. For those under the age of 55, the risk of cardiovascular death jumped by a factor of 11.9 during the first four weeks after being diagnosed. In a sense, the results of the Swedish study are not surprising. For decades, researchers have documented a strong connection between heart attacks and hopelessness. Once people come to believe, for whatever reason, that life is no longer worth living, that belief tends to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. One major study in the United States found that having a severe sense of hopelessness doubled the risk of a fatal heart attack. Moreover, the study found hopelessness and heart attacks weren't merely correlated. One actually appeared to cause the other. A study of Dutch men reached a similar conclusion. Those who felt overwhelmed by their problems and wanted to give up faced an increased risk of heart attack, end quotes. The darkness of the nocebo effect and the hopelessness it brings needs to be replaced with the light and hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Feed your spiritual man with words of faith and hope. Mark eleven twenty two through 24. And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Spirits eat words, and when the right words are offered up, really good things happen. The following excerpts are from the God Said, Man Said feature, Unlock Holy Ghost Pharmacy. It's real. Suppose, just suppose, that between your ears existed a pharmacy that big pharmaceuticals could only dream of duplicating. Suppose this pharmacy could produce needed medications for the body even before sickness became apparent. And suppose that all the medicine produced was exactly what your body needed and it was properly administered and that there were no negative side effects. Now suppose the medications were free of charge. Sounds incredible, but it's true. And the medical world is trying to tap into this phenomenal power. Dr. Howard Brody, M.D., Ph.D., uh, titled an article in a 2000 issue of Psychology Today, Mind Over Medicine. Part of the subhead reads, Diseases and disorders are hardly ever all in your head, but often the power to heal is. The power of words is immeasurable. You're aware of the placebo effect. 
In clinical measurements, for instance, a proposed medical remedy is measured by taking a group of people and distributing the correct medical product to part of the group and a harmless sugar pill or placebo to the other part. Results are then tabulated. According to the State University of New York Downstate Medical Center in Brooklyn, the placebo sugar pill clocks in with a cure rate of 33%, which is sometimes higher than the proposed remedy that was administered. They also discovered that the benefits of the fake placebo spikes measurably upward if the doctor talks the benefits of the fake placebo up. It really is a matter of words. The power and effect of words is all-encompassing. The following paragraph is from Science News, March 14, 2009. Think positive. People who attended a few sessions on how to focus on positive words or images had at least four months of freedom from anxiety disorders, end of quote. Positive, uplifting, silent, and spoken words release the power of the placebo effect. What medical science calls the placebo, the Word of God calls hope. The placebo is spawned in hope, or rather, it is hope itself. Hope is dramatically different than wishing. The basic definition of the biblical hope is looking forward to something you are certain will come to pass. The certainty in the equation is called faith. Hebrews 11.1, 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Example, the blessed hope which is eternal life in Christ Jesus speaks of a city that Christ is preparing for those who love him called the New Jerusalem, which comes down out of God's new heaven to his newly created earth. Our faith in God's word gives substance to the city of hope. Faith gives it its foundations, walls, gates, and dimensions. Romans fifteen thirteen. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. What science calls placebo, the Bible calls hope. Medical researchers are shocked at what they're finding. Discover Magazine's July-August 2014 publication in an eight-page spread addresses the subject of the placebo effect. The subhead of the feature reads, Once dismissed as a psychological curiosity, the placebo effect is now recognized as the key to the brain's inner pharmacy, if only doctors knew how to open the medicine cabinet. End of quote. Feed your spirit, soul, man, with God's glorious words, and everything changes. God said, man said, demonstrates this holy phenomenon in an aid we call the power speaking page. If possible, speak it out loud with me. Let's do it right now. Are you ready? I have repented of my sins and surrendered my life to my Lord Jesus Christ. I am born again. I am a new creature. I am a child of God. I am baptized with the Holy Ghost. My steps are ordered by the Lord. I can speak with new tongues. The angel of the Lord encamps about me to protect me. I can cast out devils. I am a king and a priest in Christ Jesus. I can lay hands on the thick, sick, excuse me, and they shall recover. I am a saint. All things work together for my good. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And everything give thanks. I am able to go up and take the country. I can bind and loose on earth, and it shall be bound and loosed in heaven. I am more than a conqueror through Christ who loves me. God always causes me the triumph in Christ. 
Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. By the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. I have power with God. I love everybody. Today is the best day of my life. Tomorrow will be better. Nothing shall by any means hurt me. Everything I put my hand to shall prosper. This is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Print this page out and post it where you can see it and read it out loud like you mean it. This is Holy Ghost Word Therapy. Food for thought. Don't feed stray cats and don't feed the devils. Spirits eat words. God said, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. God said, Job twelve eleven. Doth not the ear try words, and the mouth taste his meat? God said, Hosea 14, 1 and 2, O Israel, return unto the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen by thine iniquity. Take with you words, and turn to the Lord. Say unto him, Take away all iniquity, and receive us graciously. So will we render the calves of our lips. Man said, I feel so illuminated. If I have any questions, I'll ask my phone. I'm tapped into the wisdom of the world. God is no longer relevant in my enlightened state. Now you have the record.